Amen. All right. I'm ending up kind of doing a series, same thing as I did last week, on the same eternal value again tonight, okay? We're going to talk about eternity and value, except I'm going to use a different text tonight. It's actually very reflective of the text I used last week, but we're going to go to Matthew chapter 13. We'll start there, and I know that the Lord has some things he wants to unload on us and unpack how many know every time we gather together, God wants to unpack some things for us? It's good. It's amazing. All right, and this, this is really, I, I feel like the Lord said, so this will be eternal value, this will be part two, and we'll just call it kingdom legacy. How many want a kingdom legacy in your life? In your lineage, you want the kingdom of God to re, just reproduce and increase over the next generation. And that's really what the call to every church is, every ministry, every apostolic, uh, every uh, church that's been called to release kingdom. Yes, every church should be releasing kingdom. And every, every one of us should position ourselves to receive and to release the kingdom into the next generation. Because if I don't have it, I don't have anything to give away. And every one of us has, has been, uh, the Lord is wanting us to be a, a receiver so that I can release. You're a receiver so that you can release the kingdom. You're not a receiver so you can sit and think and navel gaze about it. It's, it's, you're called to receive so that you can give to your kids, so that you can give to the next generation, so that you can win the loss, so you can heal the sick, so you can cleanse the leper and raise the dead. Right? It's like, come on, let's just go with it, and, and the Holy Spirit's going to do the rest, but we just have to be obedient, right? It goes back to uh, positioning ourselves. So here we go. We're going to start in uh, verse 11. It says, uh, Jesus answered them. So he's talking about, he just released the parable of, of the seed and the sower. And he says, and they're like, why do you talk like this? <laughs> and the, towards the end of this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip around a little bit. I'm like, why do you talk like that, Lord? Because I'm confused. No, no, Holy Spirit is so good, and he wants to give us understanding of the kingdom realm. Everyone say kingdom realm, and it has eternal value. Oh, the kingdom is all of what the value that you need. It's everything. The kingdom is everything. All these things, our cars, our trucks, our homes, and businesses, and all these things, they're, they're just temporal. And I'm not saying that we don't, you know, that we shouldn't be comfortable, that things shouldn't be happening, that, you know, all these things. I'm not saying that. But I am saying this, that the kingdom value is more important than anything else that we receive from heaven. I mean, that which will last will be kingdom. Okay, so because it's been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but to them it's not been given. Now, immediately that could be taken as an offense. No, they're special, so they get to understand, and they're not special, and it just goes by them, 
right? I'm like, basically that's what Jesus is saying. He's drawing a line in the sand and saying, to you, because you're my disciples, you're supposed to understand what I'm saying. Because he said, he said to them, do you understand this, right? Because it's been, it has been given to you to know the mysteries, again, mysterion, it's the mysteries of the kingdom. God wants us to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. And honestly, look at your neighbor and say, they're right in front of you. We miss them all the time, but they're right there plain in view. They really are. And so, because it says the mysteries of the king, kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given, for who, whoever has, to him more will be given. I like that. That I get, and then I can get more. And then it says, and he will have abundance. Ha! Huh. Come on, it's back to positioning ourselves so that kingdom abundance comes to us. And I'm not even talking about resources and money. I'm talking about kingdom life, kingdom living. You live because God is all inside of you. He's all up in your business. And he wants you to reproduce yourself. And he wants you to burn with the light of God. And so I don't, how many like God being up in your business? Yeah, you do. Come on, even if you didn't say it. You do. You want God in your stuff. But not to see, when God gets in our things and he, and he starts pressing us, it's for change. It's to transform us. It's to move us to the next level. And what happens is we want to resist it. And God says, no, you don't resist it. You comply. You give yourself to it, not complying like wearing masks. But to comply with what I'm about to do, so that you can see the fruit of the kingdom in your life. You just begin to give yourself over to what he's doing. And sometimes we want to wrestle. We think we're wrestling against the devil. No, we're wrestling against God sometimes. And he's trying to pull us into a place where we live and move and have our being inside of him. But we're trying to push our way out of that. So he will, he will have an abundance. I like that. But whosoever does not have... Even what he has will be taken away. Now, that's not fair. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> Jesus is just offensive, man. I'm like, that doesn't even sound right. Like, if I don't have enough, you're going to give me some more, please? No, no, no. Jesus said, no. If you don't get it, it's gone. If you don't understand it, it's going. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you're resisting it, it's going to go by. Right? So then he said, therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they don't see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And then he says to them in verse 14, and in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, hearing you will hear and you shall not understand and seeing you'll see, but you do not perceive for the hearts of his people have grown dull and the ears are hard of hearing and the eyes have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn. I like it. Come on. So that when I, so that I should heal them. How many want to be healed? I take healing. Healing is your portion. It's everyone's portion in this room. Right? And then he says this. I'm going to just jump down. Oh, man. I don't, oh, it's I'm reading it out of the Passion Translation just to mess you up, right? 
that last, this last verse out of Matthew 13, 52, and it says this. Every scholar, because he goes all the way down all through the next, explaining the, the, you know, the parable and all that, and then he goes down to 52 and he says, Every scholar of the scripture who is instructed in the ways of heaven's kingdom realm is like a wealthy homeowner with a house filled with treasure, both new and old. And he knows how and when to bring them out to show others. The New Living Translation puts it like this. To, it talks about old gems and new gems. Oh, come on, somebody. There's treasures in the kingdom that God wants, us, wants you to understand. And he says, every scholar of the scripture, here you go. The word of God wants to be, the Lord wants the word of God Hello, look at your neighbor and say you're a scholar. <laughs> I'm telling you, God wants us to be, live in this scholarship of understanding that we, un, we understand the things of the kingdom. Ready? I'm going to, this is all headway to, to, to release something else on you tonight because there's, there's power in our understanding. God wants to release divine intelligence on your life. Why? So you can walk in everything he's had for you. But we just have to come into understanding. And there's a kingdom, there's, the kingdom of heaven is wanting to be loosed on your life in such a way that you just back up and God, all of a sudden you understand the treasures of it. And I'm just going to back up for a minute and I'm going to talk about one encounter that I had because I was immature and I didn't understand. I'm going to just say it to you. Because really, it's, Jesus says, don't cast your pearls before swine. And at some point, we've got to come into an understanding that everything that you get from God is not for everyone. And God wants us to understand that everything that, that I receive, whether it be butterflies, eagles, or, or a good word from heaven, and I'm not saying butterflies and eagles aren't, but what I am saying, God uses all kinds of symbols to speak to us, but sometimes you put that before people and they're like, huh. Ah. And I'm not calling anyone in this room swine. But I am saying this, that the Holy Spirit wants us to be wise with what we've been given and bring it out and open. Remember, he said, he spent, said these words to me uh, a few weeks back, or a few months back, actually. He said when, his, when he began to speak, his words were like diamonds. Right? Because the things that the Lord has to share with you, the things that he wants you to understand and grab hold of, are worth more than anything. Listen, when you get a word from God, when you receive a word from heaven, I'm telling you the, the, the value of that which God wants to release to you in this hour, and let's just go to plain old scripture. I'm not talking about diamonds or prophetic things, but I am going to tell you this. I went into an, an encounter, and there was, in, and, and I'm, you know, they're talking about new things and old things. Well, 2008 would be old or new. Would that be old or new? I don't know. It's now 1942, so it's fairly new. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, what time do you bring these things out? And I just had an encounter, and some of you have heard this encounter, and I'm just going to give this for other people that haven't heard it, that I realized that in the midst of being, listen, I didn't fast, I didn't pray, I was like pouting on my couch, I had to minister the next day, it was not a good day, and I leaned back and I went into an encounter, full-blown encounter, like giant angel in my in my office there's no roof on the house anymore i'm in i'm in heaven 
but I was pouting. <laughs> Put that in your theology pipe and smoke it. Seriously. <laughs> because God wants to meet you. It doesn't matter what you do. And I'm not saying that we don't live holy and pure. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that we always think that we have to strive and kick and punch and find our way into God's presence. And God says, no. Because, listen, I was waiting for a missionary. <laughs> I was irritated because I was waiting for my missionary friend at the airport. And he never showed up. Didn't tell me he wasn't coming. Was supposed to come from Africa. And I couldn't. He, he just never showed up at the airport. Five hours later, six hours later. And I'm supposed to minister the next day. So I was, like, annoyed. So I would, God, if you want to speak to me about tomorrow, great. Went to lean back, boom, full-blown encounter. Just happened just like that. I'm, and listen, I've had, I don't know why, but that's the way the Lord speaks to me sometimes. I like it. It's good, right? Don't have to do anything. I just went into it. And the reality was he just, it's massive angel, like dominion angel. It was like. I, I don't know what rank he was, but he was big and he was bad and he was scary. Like lots of glory, lots of power. And he appears in the in in my in my office and he and he shows me something like this. And he says, This is all the it's like living light. It wasn't like this, but it was like living light, all like this big. He said, This is all the knowledge and wisdom of the ages on the planet and the earth. It was just living light. It was like teeming with light, all kinds of crazy wild colors, things I can't even make up. And then he says, do you want to be plugged into the revelatory realm? Do you want to be plugged into like heaven's knowledge, heaven's wisdom? And I'm thinking, yeah, but no. Yeah, I know y'all say, yes, you'd be like, yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, he's bigger than this room, like height-wise, right? Majestic. And he pulls up his cloak, and, poof, and he's teeming like he's wired to heaven. You can see he was just an all-teeming light, like living light. I have no other way to describe it, living light. I'm, I'm telling you this to tell you what happened, and then I'm going to tell you what I did wrong. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? He lifts his, he had no wings. And you know, when angels talk, they don't talk. They just, it's telepathy, like, right? So I'm just getting thoughts, and he's crowding my mind. And then he says, do you want to be plugged in? And I'm like, uh. He knew my heart was like, yes. <laughs> When I tell you this thing was bad, it was good, bad, but bad, big. And he just pawed my, my hand, my head. And I went into a weeping, crying mess, hour and a half on my carpet. I just got trashed by the Holy Spirit. Well, by the whatever the spirit of knowledge and wisdom was, right? Revelatory realm. How many want that? Yeah, it's good. Here's, here's where I, my downfall is. <laughs> Sometimes you can bring that in the wrong place at the wrong time. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he 
not that he took it away, but I was so excited. <laughs> so I just started telling too many people, not really too many, just a few too many and few too many wrong people, right? And so what happened was this. The Lord said, you did it. I, I knew as soon as it came out of my mouth in the wrong per, when I was with the wrong, it wasn't a lot of people that I gave it to the wrong people, but I knew when I spoke it to the wrong person at the wrong time, I was like, oh, you didn't want me to do that. And you felt all the other stuff, whatever it was, jealousy and different things, and right? Because listen, this stuff should be holy. I'm going to teach you something tonight, okay? Because God wants us to be in a position where we receive from him and we give what we need to give to people and we only give the parts that we need to give to people. See, because I, I could have just gone with some other tactic or way or wisdom to, to, re to release some things to people. So instead of it being celebrated, it was tolerated and even mocked. <laughs> okay? And so I'm just saying this to say, listen, God wants to open things up to you in a new creative kingdom reality. How many want, like we talked, I, we released the mantle last week. How many received the mantle last week? Because that was powerful service last week. And I just feel like there's something that the Lord wants to deposit in us tonight that's going to bring us into, and, it, and when I'm saying this about having angelic encounters and all this stuff, listen, if you're not having that type of encounter, that's okay. You know what the best thing is? It's the word of God and his love is upon you because that's where I'm going to touch right now because the reality is Holy Spirit wants to break out on your life. As a matter of fact, he's already broken out on the inside of you. And so Ephesians, we're going to go there, Ephesians chapter 1, because this is, this is what the scripture that was open, wide open to me, as soon as this encounter happened, this is why I'm going here tonight, because it made me think this is like an epic uh, this whole chapter, if, uh, the whole book of Ephesians and the whole book of Colossians, why? Because it, no it, it notes where you are in heavenly places. And it shows you positionally where you're supposed to live. It's, no, no, wrong. It shows you positionally where you live. Are you hearing me? All right, right? So there, there's places that we need to live from and God, what's, what's the problem? There's, there's an issue. Because God's trying to get us to live from a place that's already inside of us, but we don't realize what we actually have. I'm going to help you tonight. <laughs> I'm going to help you. <laughs> God's going to help you tonight, I promise. Because there's something about this place, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him that's going to open things up for you tonight. And I've preached on this a thousand times. You can preach on it different every time. I'm telling you. It, it, op it opens up differently. So I just want to start at verses 3 through 5 for a minute. And really, there's, there's kingdom realities and affirmations I'm going to do for you tonight. Because you need to be affirmed in who you are. Because some of you don't think you need to have a wild experience like I just said. And I know that promotes wild experiences. But I... I do. I want you to have angelic experiences. I want you to have dreams from heaven. I want you to encounter God in a reality. But there's one, there's one thing that we don't get that we need to get and that, that will make us solid and will have a, a, a foundation underneath us that nothing will be able to shake. 
Everyone say, I'm unshakable. You are unshakable because God has already made promises to you that you are to live from. The problem is your body and your soul. The spirit man's fine. <laughs> it's your body and your soul that are in the way. And they're going to be in subjection to the spirit soon. Come on. Come on, because that's what this whole thing is about. It's about getting everything else under subjection to the Spirit of God so that breakthrough will happen and you'll see and understand and know who you are. Ah, oh, it's so good. I'm, I'm excited, really. And this is how Paul does it. And I'm going to mess you all up because I, I, I started messing with translations along the way, so don't even try and keep with me. But I'll tell you the translations. I know, Callie, this is mess her up over here. But Ephesians 3 through 5, I'm reading from the New Living Translation first, okay? It says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm encouraged already just by that statement. Because God wants us to be praiseful. He wants us to worship him no matter what, no matter how it looks. Praise be to the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Always, that's it, not, nothing else. Amen. Always. Like, it doesn't matter what happens. doesn't matter what things are going on in your, in your life. doesn't matter what it looks like. doesn't matter what you think you need. You need him only. Ooh, I'm shouting. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Fact. Fact. But I don't feel that way. No, no. That's not what the word says. Do I need to read it again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who has blessed us <laughs> with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Jesus Christ, our Savior, the Holy Ghost. He's inside of you. You can't get rid of him unless you want to. It's powerful. So even, even before he made the world, God loved us. Even before he made the world, he loved me. He loved me before he even made the world. That's enough to get drunk on right there. <laughs> All right. And chose us. In Christ, to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Now, now, wait a minute. We're getting somewhere. You're not in fault in his eyes. How many know Jesus in the room? Five people. How many know Jesus in the room? All right. You are holy. You're without fault. Not in my eyes, in his eyes. That's so ridiculously good. That news is so good, you should be telling everyone that. But this is what happens. I'm not sure. <laughs> I get tongue-tied. Why? Because you're not sure of who you are. Oh, it's all going to come together at the end because there's something that God wants to just solidify. I see just, I see that plasma ball tonight. 
I'm telling you, it's going to be infused in you. It's going to be the Holy Spirit. It's going to be like silver fire in your veins tonight. Is that okay? It's going to be redemptive with gold and silver and platinum in your veins. That's what you were created for. That's how we're created to live from. And so it says this. It says, even before the world was made, he loved me. He chose me to be holy without fault in his eyes. Oh, and God decided in advance to adopt us. He, didn't, he premeditated that he was going to adopt you. That you were going to be with him forever and ever and ever. He thought about it before he picked you. Oh, no, he picked you before he thought about you. Oh, how did that go? No, he thought about you, then he picked you. Right? I don't even think there's language. Paul was probably in the tent going, I don't even know how to write it. Give me, I need five other languages to write this. Because there's, there's the reality of Christ in you, the hope of glory, that you can't lose him. Oh, my goodness. You, you, it's impossible to lose what God has already done inside you through salvation. Unless you just blatantly turn and want to go back and worship other things. <laughs> It's so secure, it's ridiculous. More secure than we think. Right? So God de decided, I can't even get past a half a sentence, in his own family, into his own family. You're in his family. You're in one family. You're in the family of Jesus Christ. You're, in, you're his brother. You, you have been taught, you've been pulled into his, his side, and you will never leave. Because he will never leave you or forsake you. Never. But what are we giving to him? Oh, it goes back to that. What's, so I, when I come to this revelation and I receive this revelation, I'm not even getting too far, guys, sorry. So this is what he wanted to do. <laughs> and it gave him great pleasure. This is what he wanted to do. It was all along the plan of God. Because why? Because he wanted you to be an image of him. He called you to family before time began. He called you to live from that place because his desire was always, and it was his great pleasure to pull you into himself. <laughs> I mean great pleasure. I mean he had no other person on his mind other than you. Do you believe that? Oh, please, you got to, you got to, because it's phenomenal. It's just something that the Lord wants to just lavish, ready, lavish on the church. That the revelation of this, ready, that the revelation of who he is and who he created you to be, he always he called you from the beginning of time to the end of time, and he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you, he won't ever abandon you, he'll never let you down, he'll never step aside, he'll never put you out. Okay, we're going to verse 6, but I'm going to New King James. To the praise of the God, of, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which, which, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Now that's, I, I don't know about you, but I feel warm and fuzzy when I think about that. In him we have redemption through his blood, 
You've been redeemed? You're like, yeah, yeah, I know that. I've heard that before. You've been redeemed. That means you're flawless. His blood is perfect. And when his blood covers you, you're made perfect. Your, your mind is renewed. You think right about yourself, about who he is. Oh, my God. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Do you know anything about the riches of his grace? Just study the riches of his grace. Oh, my goodness. If you just study I and mean, you look at what the riches of his grace looks like on you, on you, it's beautiful. It's incredible. And it abounds towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. It's his good pleasure again. It's his goodness and his pleasure again. The, you can't understand what his thoughts are towards you. You really can't. For us to be bored with the gospel is a problem. For us to be bored with the, with the whatever it looks like, it, that we come and worship him together, that we come in our homes and we worship him every day, however it looks, you should never, ever lose a, an affinity to find Jesus daily. Because of this, it's his good pleasure that he called you. That he makes known the mystery of his will towards you. He wants you to understand and know about the mystery of who he is and what he wants you to do. It's not hiding. He's not hiding stuff from us. He wants you to dive in deep into the places where he's called us. And I'm telling you, there's something that he's going to break out and break through in your life. That As soon as this is solidified in your mind, why don't we understand it? Because our bodies are not living sacrifices. Romans 12. Why don't we understand any of this fully? Fully. Because we get bored with it. Oh, I know. Jesus spilled, died and rose again. And don't, get, don't get bored. No, no, no. There's living life on the gospel. The gospel is an amazing news. The gospel is the, is the, the goodness of God. It's, the gospel is... The, it's the severity of God, too, but it's the goodness of God towards every human on the earth. It's the goodness of God towards your very heart, to the very middle, the very being of who you are. And the problem is you don't understand it on the outside, and your soul gets in the way. I don't feel like I'm in the beloved. I feel like an orphan. No. No, because you, you're believing a lie. Man. Okay. That in the, I know. We're just, I'm kind of giving you, I'm going to keep going. There's 
there's a lot more. <laughs> that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, everyone say the fullness of time. The fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both that which are in heaven and earth in him. In him we have also obtained an inheritance. That means you've been given something, and that's why I was talking about legacy, kingdom legacy. Our lives need to be full of legacy. You, God wants to release a kingdom life on you that is just second to nothing that you've ever experienced in any lineage, any generation. I don't care who they are. That he's given you something so much greater, and there's an inheritance in God that we can't even fathom what it looks like, the, the, the goodness of what he has, right, in all those things. And he says this, he goes on to say, we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And what we don't understand is what his will is. His will is that you would understand these things, because the next thing he's going to go into is, now I pray, I pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him would come to you, that all these things would open up, that there'd be no question of who you've been called to be, that you would have no denial of the things that you're about to enter into, that there would be not a question, not one iota of thing that would keep you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. There would not be one thing. According to the counsel of his will, I want his counsel. I want his divine counsel. I want his divine counsel because I don't want to do my will. I want to do his will, right? But we want to do our will. Come on, Christians, we can be opportunists. We're looking for the next way in, the next way up, the next thing how to do it, the next 10 steps on how to get myself free, the next way, 17 ways to get delivered, the next 27 times how to get healed. We, you know, we need all these things to show us what it looks like. I, I don't know, but I'm telling you, there's one thing that if we have the fullness of Christ inside of us and the knowledge of who he is inside of us in fullness, listen, why is it not manifesting on the outside? Why is the cancer not broken? Why is the thing that I don't know, but I'm telling you, God wants you to have a revelation of him. Because what happens is the more we understand, the more I receive the, the son, and the more I gaze into his eyes, the more I begin to look at him for who he is and not what I think he is. He's someone who you don't know. He's someone you're getting to know. I know, we think we all know Jesus. Every preacher thinks he knows. The... He's so un... like knowledge and fathomable. I can't even imagine if I had the fullness of the understanding of who he was right now, I'd be exploding. I'm, I know I'm almost there. I'm almost a critical mass. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, if I knew, if I knew, if I just knew, if you just knew in this room what he actually looked like, what he does when he just breathes on you, what his, his heart is towards you, I'm telling you, something would bust out of, inside of you that you wouldn't be able to contain. There wouldn't be anything that you'd be able to you'd hold back from what God's about to do in your life. <laughs> Someone need to unwind me. Huh. 
according to the counsel of his will. Verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you, the Father of glory, the Father of glory, the Father of, of all of heaven's power. I'm gonna, we're going to talk about power at the end of this, and you're going to get whacked by the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, he is so ridiculous. And the, and the, and the juice that is on these <laughs> next four or five verses, the juice that's on it, I mean the power of the word that's on it, should transform every life in this place, never to be the same. If you went home and you just began to devour it, like savages, like, I need to know what this is like. Like, I'm not talking about striving. I'm like, you're so hungry that the, you taste and see that the Lord is good. You taste and see who he is. You taste and see and understand. But he wants your eyes to be wide open. We, 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 we preach awakening in this place. We preach kingdom in this place. Yeah, yeah. I can't preach it enough. I want to be devoured by God. Lord, just eat me up. Because I can't get you from the outside. I'm just going to go in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, please, Holy Spirit, can I have more of you? Can I dive into the depths of who you are tonight? Or am I just, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> Surprised I didn't choke on that. So that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of this calling. What are the riches of of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Wait. It's not about your inheritance. It's about his. It's not about your inheritance. Although it is. But it's about his inheritance. Because he gets to inherit us, and we get to inherit him, and that's how union happens. And it's amazing. And we're going to live in this place where we're just undivided from Jesus. You can't be separated from Christ. Listen, he's inside of you. So the hope of glory inside of you, it can't be extracted. Every believer is going to have to do a lot to get rid of the Holy Ghost. I don't even know how you get rid of them. How do you get rid of them? Why would you want to? Why do we want to have church light? I don't mean, yeah, almost lit. Uh, we're so easily just...
and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand, at his right hand, in heavenly places, far above all principality, power, and might, and dominion. That's all those things. All those things that are ruling the earth right now, Jesus is seated above it all, and you're seated with him. So you're above all this squelch of noise that's going on over the earth. That's where you're supposed to be seated. That's where you're positionally seated. But some of us have got all kinds of interference going on. <laughs> Ground control to Major Tom. There's something that God wants us to understand in all this because the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, it's the power of God. It's dynamite power. It's the ability of God. It's the, to perform an activity. It's the ability of God. It's the dunamis. It's the dynamite power. And he says this. He says, the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe it. This is how it's really languaged. This is how it really speaks. To us who believe it to be true. Because that's the problem. That little word, believe. What do you believe? What do we believe about God? What do we believe about our inheritance? What do you believe about his inheritance? Do you believe you're his inheritance? Do you believe that his eye never leaves you? Do you believe that he's just, salvation has been given to you so that you just go through and get to heaven? Mm -mm. So that you struggle your way through life. No! The answer is no. No, I don't want a limp. The only limp I want is Jacob's limp, where I wrestle with Jesus and I, I begin to get a name change because God wants to change your name. But I'm telling you that the Holy Spirit is trying to get a hold of the church so that we're not walking around dragging our feet. I need something else and Jesus. No, you need one thing, Jesus. I, I, I need to be in the ministry. No. No. <laughs> Listen, of all convenient times for me to leave a job and just to go into the ministry, it's really not a convenient time. Come on, it's kind of a messed up time to do that. The reality is, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is wanting us to step into a place where you do not ever. The problem is not what we believe, it's our unbelief. The problem becomes we don't believe what he said so that we don't step in and enter into what he's called us. And we step way outside, we just think, oh, it's church, I just get my feel good, I feel peace, I'm good for at least six hours. And then tomorrow, when Monday comes, forget it. What? I just go back to the, to the pit. No. No. I hate this and I hate that. and No. No. God's trying to call us to a higher place 
where we live in victory, where we live in knowing who we are, where we live out of a place of, of total, just given over. See, because Romans 12, I was there before and I never finished. Holy Spirit wants us to understand that when we give ourselves as a living sacrifice, that means living sacrifice, that means you is dead. That means I'm dead. I'm dead to myself. I'm dead to my emotions. Come on, emotions. Because that's what rules us. I feel I don't feel good. I, uh, I feel. And I'm not saying we're supposed to be robots. No, no. I am saying you have feelings. I get it. But I'm saying don't be ruled by your emotions. Don't be ruled by the things that are trying to crank you down because that's the soul. That's the soul. The soul is what makes you feel like, I don't want to do this anymore. The soul is what? When you get up to pray, <laughs> you know, that's your flesh, sorry. It's your body. When you get up to pray in the morning, you're like, who are watching? I won't go there. That's a shoot the rabbit. <laughs> I need more caffeine so I feel anointed. You understand? I do feel like that. And something, then it goes over. Then I'm too anointed with caffeine, and I can't, my you understand what I'm saying right the Lord I know we laugh it's good we should laugh at ourselves because it's just a joke it really is the Holy Spirit wants us to really come into this place where we're undefiably we're just not going to be denied of what God is going to do and you're not just to strive see it's not about striving that I'm talking about tonight it's about being in a place where you're so secure and knowing what you already have that the rest that my soul and my body comply come on they're really happy about what I'm about to do. That means subject everything to Jesus. I'm telling you, they're going to be really happy when you do that because then I don't need, come on, I know some of you need wives and husbands and I know, you, I know you're looking. Just don't look. Don't look. Don't just look straight right now. Come on. <laughs> come on. I'm telling you, it doesn't determine where you're going with Jesus. God wants you to go and be focused and all these other things. Seek first the kingdom and all these things will come. Are you seeking first the kingdom? Yeah. Yeah. So he wants us to believe. That means I have to knock down any, any, any bit of unbelief, right? I have to just go to the Lord and say, God, I realize because he didn't give you, he gave everyone at the end of when we, when we read that, it says that we offer ourselves as a living, living sacrifice, but then he, he goes on to say, then each one of us has been given a measure of faith. That means God's given a portion of faith. That faith has given you enough to do whatever you need to do. You don't need a gift of faith. That's a gift. You've been given faith to walk this out so that you believe what the Word says. Because the problem is when we don't believe what the Word says, that's when things start going off on a tangent. That's when things got, start going sideways. That's when we start walking with a limp because we don't believe the Word. 
And I'm telling you, this has everything to do with deliverance in our lives. This has everything to do with healing in our lives. And listen, every one of us, you may need inner healing. Go to Jesus. You may need deliverance. Go to Jesus. Does it have to come out in screams and puke? No. Come on. You can be free because the sun sets you free. Because Jesus Christ who's inside of you has set you free. And I'm telling you, there's a place, and I know God will manifest. He'll manifest on people, and it's good. I love that. We want the Holy Spirit to move in power in this place. But I'm telling you, even in the healing realm, listen, do not get discouraged when we've been praying for people, and they don't, we don't see the manifestation of healing. My Bible says that they came out of Egypt, and not one of them was sick. That's in the Old Testament. That is not New Covenant. Theology. The problem is we, we think it's God's will when people get sick. That is not the will of God. The will of God is that everyone be healed. The will of God is that everyone is free. The will of God is everyone moves in power and anointing. The will of God is everyone, not just one, not just the one or two up here, not just the elders, not just the, you know, the, the holy shakers. Come on. It's just, come on. There's this place that we need to snap out of it. God wants to heal your body. Listen, I've got friends that got hit with covid People I didn't expect. Rough shape for days. Doesn't mean, and we didn't lose them, hallelujah. But it doesn't mean that God's not on the throne. Come on, every little sniffle I'm going to get, first of all, it's not COVID. Second of all, God's trying to get us to move beyond, right? Listen, I'm not an expert in this, but I do believe this, that the Holy Spirit wants us to come into a place where divine healing is flowing, where the, where the power of God is flowing, and there has to be a place where we just believe that the Lord is there. And you wrestle this. Ready? So the exceeding greatness of his power towards us, believe, was the surpassing greatness. It was a double word. It was dunamis. It meant the surpassing greatness of his power to us. The surpassing greatness of his power to us. To us. It's been given to you. What is it? It's this. It's according to to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, which he raised from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. It's this power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead that's been given to you. Ready? Because we come to the end of all these things that Paul's talking about. We come to the very end of this, and this is what he's be, he begins to release. And there's so many. It's, it's, it's a dunamis. It's dunamis. It's the, to perform an activity. It's, it's the mighty deeds of God. It's the miracles of God. That's what is given to you. Well, I don't see it. 
It's been given to you. I don't care what you see. It's been given to you. Second part of that, energia, a functioning, a working. There's so many power words in this scripture right here. I'm telling you, it's loaded up. The energy, the functioning, the working, the energy, the power, the power of God moving through you. It's the same, same word that's the working word is, is that Colossians 2.12 said, we were buried with him in baptism and in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God. What was that? That was faith again. Through faith, through the believing that God is with you and in you, and he can do anything through you. You don't get stumbled up. It, you have it. You've received it. I need to fast. Uh -uh. Not that you don't fast as a, as a discipline. I need to do this. Uh-uh. No, you need to believe. You need to get rid of all the things that cause you to not to believe and believe. Because most of us are feeding ourselves on all kinds of other things that infect our minds. Infect our minds. Don't worry, bad theology on YouTube can do the same thing. No, you need to devour the Word of God. I'm not saying you don't listen to any other teaching, but what I'm saying is we can listen to wacky stuff, wacky theology that brings us into this, I can do anything I want, and I'm still going to be anointed. No, your flesh is in the way. Your flesh is all over the place. Ho, shaka, shoot that guy with a squirt gun, Joe. He's laying down. Uh, we're going to get the Usher squirt guns. That's the next thing. Awaken. All right. The working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ. Mighty, meaning a capability, implying personal potential. Personal potential. Personal potential. What does that mean? That means that the power of God's in you, and you can do whatever, he says. You're able to do it because there's personal potential inside of you. It's the potency of God inside of you. It's the breaker anointing inside of you. It's all of who God is inside of you. And it comes out and it flows out and it breaks forth into the things of this earth, into the places of sickness, into the places where we need breakthrough. Come on, when we come into a place, I'm telling you, I'll just be honest, right? In this, in this last month, you can sense 
if you have any wits about you, the darkness in the air that's coming against. And you need to learn right away to move against it. Because if it's oppressing you, that means you, you need more of Jesus for a moment. Come on, you need to ask the Lord. God, I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you what's already inside of me to just, come on, light up, light up. Come on, power up. Same thing, Ephesians chapter 6. Come on, you remember. Come on, we got to power up. Come on, the armor of God just has to come up another level. Just be, come on, Jesus, bring, bring the armor, strengthen, you know, fire, power. Bring it so that I'm walking in truth, so that I'm walking in life. And, and God is saying this, that it's a personal, there's a, there's a potential inside of you. It's the seed of God inside of you that wants to come out. But I'm telling you, most of us are walking with this thing, and, we, we, and things almost snuffed out. And God wants to make it alive in you, to awaken the inner man. And God wants to move things beyond what you've known. He wants to change the atmosphere around you, around your home, around this place. Come on. I'm telling you, you think we don't need prayer in here on a Sunday night? Oh, it's just church. No, we need intercession. You need to pray. When you come in here, pray up. Because it does. It makes all the difference of the atmosphere. And there's people that can't get here because they can't get out of their own way. And it's not usually not because of boredom. It's because of lethargic. I can't get out of my own way. And the Spirit of God wants us to get out of that sleepy thing that's hovering. And I'm telling you, it's, yeah, it's the, I feel like it's amped up because of the elections. I feel like it's amped up because there's a lot of witchcraft front flying just at, a, at the president, number one. Never mind, all over the nation, right? And so I'm saying this stuff because, guys, you have everything that's inside of, you have everything that you need. You don't have any, you're not lacking one thing. You, listen, Sometimes we think that the grass is greener somewhere else. It's not the issue. You change your position, it's going to be the same thing. You're with you. And Jesus is with you. But you understand what I'm saying. There has to be a place where we just don't, don't give in. Don't give in. Right? I, I just I have to be defiant against that thing because it wants the, the unbelief, right? It brings apathy. It brings all kinds of things. You feel wick, slugged out. You can't get out of your own way. It's not your diet. Well, it is your diet. It's your diet. It's what I eat. Every word that proceeds the mouth. Every breathed word of God, I need to chew on. I need to desire. I need to eat. I need to live. I need to breathe. Those things. Right? And so, and then it says, says, in the working, right? His mighty power, which he worked in Christ. 
when he raised him from the dead. That's the kratos. That's the power. That's the might of God again. It's a different word because it's the strong arm of God. It's the strong arm of God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. But that very strong arm of God is working inside of you. It's kratos. It's the power. It's the boom. It's the crack. It's the lightning of God. And what we don't understand is we don't acknowledge it. Right? I'm not beating you up tonight, right? You're not, you shouldn't leave beat up. You should leave like, I know what I'm, what I'm stepping into now. I know who I am tonight. I, I leave this place not knowing who I am, what's been, what's, been what's been placed on my plate. God, listen, go back to Ephesians tonight before you go to bed and read it again because you can read it again and again and again. And it's, personally, I, can, I read that every week. I do. I read the book of Ephesians every week. I read the book of Colossians every week. Every week. Maybe multiple times. I live on it. Why? Because it's who I am. It's who he created to me to be. It's who he created you to be. There shouldn't be any other desire other than that one thing. And tonight, listen, if you if you're sickness in your body, do not leave. Come for prayer. I'm not going to have a big altar call tonight or nothing like that. I just feel like the truth's going to come. It's a truth bomb tonight. And you're going to receive it. And But, but there's, there's more that God wants to do. There's more that he wants to set us up for, right? Because it, all this is done far above. It's, all these things, what you've been given is far above. Far above. <laughs> it's far above principalities. It's far above because why? Because it's Jesus inside of you. It's who he is. It's the very essence of who Christ is inside of you. It's, it, it torches principalities and powers. You mean we can take authority over that stuff? I think if you're positioned properly, you can. Do I say go take down strongholds? No. Paul never showed us that. You know, listen, worry about the, the stuff that's going on right here. If we do that right, all the other strings get cut. If we just walk in, in truth and walk in light, it, it, that's what happens, right? So it's far above every other might and dominion. Where Christ is seated, he's above it all. You live above the snake line, for real. You live above every oppression. You live above every other place where, where you might be thinking something that's opposite of what the Word of God says. You live above it. That's why Colossians says, set your mind on things above where Christ is seated. I know we're living here. But you are a heavenly man. Oh, come on. You are a heavenly man. You are a heavenly woman. You were made in the likeness and the image of Jesus Christ. Listen, John G. Lake had this, this amazing revelation that he was the Christ man. Yeah, it was little Christ, but he was the Christ man. But he had an understanding in every one of us. You must see, you must understand that Christ in you, the hope of glory, is the answer to everything. 
So when you're battling in your mind, you go to the Word of God and say, Jesus, I need revelation. Open the Word to me right now. Listen, read Psalm 119. Meditate on that. Whoa. The power of the Word. It's the longest psalm in the Bible. It, but it'll, it'll light you up. You need the Word. And the Spirit of God is strong inside of you. Tell someone that now. The Spirit of God is strong inside of you. You have to understand that. That He is strong inside of you. There's no question. Well, help me. I'll land this thing if I can. It might crash. <laughs> I want you to just go to Second Thessalonians. Or just write it down for later. Verse 13. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, sorry. Verse 13. I love this. But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you. Brethren, beloved by the Lord, because from the beginning, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. Stop there for a minute. Listen. He chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. <laughs> it's everything I said to you in just one sentence. Don't be bound. The only thing you're bound to, I like it, how Paul says it, bound to give thanks. Oh, you want bondage? Be bound to give thanks. I know it's probably not even meant like that, but I'm going to use the word. See, when I'm bound to give thanks, all these things come into alignment and reality to me. That he gave me salvation. That there's sanctification by the Spirit that I receive. That if I'm thankful in every single thing, that the power of God is mine. I just have it because I'm in thankful land. I just live in thankfulness. I live thankful for, the, for my salvation. God, thank you that you saved me. Thank you that I am being sanctified by the Spirit. Oh, yes, it's being sanctified. Yeah, you can tell your neighbor, I'm being sanctified. Because when I'm being sanctified, that means God's working on me. And He's working in me, and He's working through me. And I'm telling you, you have everything, and you're being sanctified in your flesh and in your soul. And God's doing it. Come on, He's doing it. Oh, someone convinced me. I, I'm... And belief in what? In what? In what? Oh, now I need the whole room. In what? The truth.
Come on, it's the truth that sets us free. It's nothing else that sets me free. It's the truth of God. It's the truth of God that I'm healed. It's the truth of God that I've been delivered. It's the truth of God that I'm being sanctified. It's the truth of God that he's going to use me to do whatever he wants according to his will. As long as I'm listening and I say, God, not my will, but your will be done. It's going to be those things that move me towards the, the very pivot of God moving me in my life. To which he called you by our gospel. Ready? Here's the awesomeness. For the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have to go to heaven. <laughs> you don't have to leave the earth to obtain the glory of God. The Bible says that the glory of the Lord is covering the earth as the, as the water covers the sea, right? And so God says you are given this, ready? It's a key. Thanksgiving, knowing what he's doing in me, uh, acknowledging all these things, I'm obtaining the glory of God. Come on, that's all his presence, his glory, his Shekinah, his life, his light inside of me. It's obtaining the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or our letters or our epistles. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, God and Father, who loved us and has given us everlasting consolation, and good hope by grace comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work you should take that home and read that because here's the deal everything about the word oh, it's just like this soothing oil and then he'll come at you and he'll cut you and then you go oh I need the soothing oil Listen, there's both edges to the sword, right? I want the oil of God. I want, listen, I want to be, I want my heart comforted. And I want, I want my, everything established in the good works, in the word, words of God. I want all those things. And God's saying, listen, know who you are. It's our identity. It's what I believe. It's what I believe about him. It's what I believe about him and then what I believe about myself. Because what you believe about God is the most important thing. Because it reflects on how you think he thinks of you. Come on, that's good. If, if I just begin to ponder and look at the, at the Lord of glory and what he is, what he's done for me, who he is, what he's done for me, all of his goodness, all of his glory that's being released on my life. Listen, he is he's saying, hold fast. Church, hold fast. It's time to hold fast. It's time to stand in the place and allow the Holy Spirit. Don't shake. Come on. Everything's been shaken. It's all been shaken. You want him to shake more? You better get in that word. I'm telling you, get in the word and get in the spirit of God. Just begin to pray in tongues. 
I need to pray in tongues more than everyone. <laughs> Come on. There's, a, there's something that the Lord wants to pour out in this hour. And there's this foundation of who you are and who He is tonight that He's going to drop in you. And so just receive. Come on, stand with me. read 16 and 17 one more time now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself ready just himself and our God and Father who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work Lord we thank you tonight that you've established things inside of us right now Lord I just declare it just put our hands up just if you're on the ground that's fine My Holy Spirit just we just lift our hands to you tonight Lord I thank you you've created me in your likeness and image I thank you for the hope of my salvation. I thank you for the inheritance that you've given to me. I thank you, God, that, you, that I inherit you in the midst of all this. You are, my, you are my inheritance in all of this. And my eyes are fixed on you, Lord. May the spirit of wisdom and revelation come on us tonight, God. That Holy Spirit, you'd just make, you'd cause the, us as a church to rise up in complete identity, knowing, 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 not having any doubt. Lord, I curse unbelief. I take authority over unbelief in this place, in my own life. Lord, I take authority over it. Some of you got to just take authority over it. Lord, things that we believe about you that aren't true, God, I just eradicate those things. And I thank you, Father, that you have given us the, this ministry of res reconciliation, that you're reconciling us to you. And Lord, you're releasing us into a new realm of understanding that we'll live and move and have our being in you. And Lord, Ho Holy Spirit, just stir inside of every one of us. Lord, the Spirit of truth, just begin to minister, Father. We thank you for the fire of your presence tonight. So what I do is I'd be bombed by thanks right now. Just be thankful. Just thank him for it. See, that's half of it, half the battle. If you just thank him for it, thank you, God. Thank you that I've received everything that you've spoken over me through the Apostle Paul of who I am. Lord, I'm thankful for every situation in my life. Lord, I'm thankful for those things that I don't even understand. Lord, I'm thankful for what you're doing in this hour. That you're bringing me into understanding and knowledge of you and revelatory understanding, Father, right now. In Jesus' mighty name.